Welcome to the Nexus of Adventure, where stories transcend the page. A place where heroes and villains clash. This is Break, Battle, and Roll. It's once again time to break, battle, and roll. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. I am your dungeon master, your game master, your barkeep host with the most. My name is Aaron Rollins, and I am joined here with the voice of the bird who's missing a few feathers from his butt, Chad Stafford. <laughs> oh, it's true, but I ate some mochi, so I'm feeling okie dokie. It's Timothy Biscuit. Oh. <laughs> Well, what, what about the voice of Lily's BFF, Janelle Wilkie? Oh, hi, it's me, Flower Crowd. How's it going? I'm totally down to be BFFs with Lily. Ooh, I'm sorry, but it's listed here under your social media that it's complicated. Oh, shit. <laughs> Lily, you have to explain this to me. Maybe you should make her like a charm or something that, you know, matches and you guys could, I don't know, that might help Aww. you get upgrade your status oh my God. with her. I will totally make her some friendship bracelets. Yes. <laughs> it's just seaweed. <laughs> it's going to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just seaweed. I use seaweed for everything. I just can't help but want to eat it. It's just so good. Uh, or here, you can have the bottom half of this fishbone bow tie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could take a little riblet off the fishbone bow tie. <laughs> Well, how about the uh, uncomfortably uh, political dog folk <laughs> paladin, Dustin Bleschmidt? Yep, Sherman Jeopard here, and I'm a little on the spot because Chad's rhyme thing was super good, and I didn't think one this week. So, yeah, Sherman. Sherman Jeopard, more like Sherman and Jeopardy, am I right? Oh, no! Oh, shit! <laughs> Sherman Jeopard, uh, he's not a noble Sneed, and he had a smitey need. Ooh, on the spot, <laughs> even. Did you say, did you say Sneed? Sneed. A, a royal Sneed. <laughs> what the hell is a Sneed? As long as it's not the Sneed, because I don't know what we would do if the Lorax suddenly spawned in. We'd probably all get one shot. What is a Sneed? <laughs> Sorry, I'm completely... What question? People also ask. Oh, look, it's defined here as a word that rhymes with need. <laughs> no, wow. this is a real... This is a... Oh, Sherman's, Sherman's Scrabble Facts. Um, this is a real word. It means a line or a chord, a string. Thank oh. you. Okay. Oh. Wow. I'm going to be sneeding all over the place then. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Here, guys, take these paper towels. You're going to need them. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, on our last break, battle, and roll, having completed the ritual of renewal, our three heroes give the town of Wallach a sigh of relief, if only for a brief moment, when Lily points out that the protective fields extend just to the edge of town. Lord Galago, still under Flowerkraut's charm spell, hurriedly goes about uh, organizing shelter for the farmers who would not be able to return their, to their homes that evening. His hurrying is just like a real <laughs> brisk 
power walking. Sing us that song because he's so slow. <laughs> oh, come on, Lago. Oh, you're so freaking slow at this moment. <laughs> well, at every <laughs> moment. Got the snaps. Flowers snaps. charming you. All <laughs> uh, right. So Lily leads Timothy, Flower, Kraut, Sherman, and Amelia over to the Fruit of Your Labor Inn and Wine Bar. A tense moment between Lily and the proprietor, Helene, reveals them to be mother and daughter with a relationship at odds. Lily lays out some facts about Praxel's history and asks Amelia to retrieve her Stellarium, the holy book of Miriam. Lord Galago returns and accuses Lily of being a Fae sympathizer, but is quickly shut down. The priestess reads a passage from the Stellarium referencing the prophetess's blessing upon Praxel. Lily points out the flaw in the people's belief, the fact that the rich and fertile soil mentioned was not Miriam's doing. She goes on to explain that the Fae were the original inhabitants of Praxel passing between the Feywild and the material plane via a Fey line that crosses the island. That it was them that originally cultivated the soil and in their absence, it has been her magic that has kept the island's richness from deteriorating. Lord Galago continues to argue, stating that the Fae killed the first settlers and there was no choice but to get rid of them. He goes on to praise Sherman for being a member of Pal and recites the tale of Sir Leon, the knight of Pal that banished the remaining Fae on Praxil once Miriam's blessing was put into place. Sherman politely refutes his support and as Galago sees that he had taken Lily's side, storms out of the inn, slowly. <laughs> Amelia, still in tears, dealing with her crisis of faith and her loss of magic, bids everyone good night and she hurries out to help with the town's arrangements. Reminded of Sir Leon, Lily proposes a plan to the trio to go to the knight's resting place and access the Fey line in hopes that balance could be restored to Praxel. They agree to leave in the morning. That evening, Flowerkraut communes with her patron, whom validates her to stay close to Lily. Downstairs in the wine bar, Timothy builds up the courage to play for the panicked Praxilians. With a little help from Sherman's command spell, forcing a patron to cheer for him and silence yeah! in the room. Yeah! <laughs> I gotta get a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sherman's got a merch store set up in the corner. <laughs> we do accept payment in gold coin. Um, if you oh no, it's just it's just fruit. All right. Um, well, Sherman, we're going to have to change our payment structure. Ah, uh, man. Well, maybe Apple Pay will work then. Ah, <gasps> brilliant. <laughs> Timothy's song touches their ears. The town folk lay a cornucopia of fruit before him, showing their respect and thanks in true Praxel tradition. Morning arrives, and after a satisfying good berry provided by Lily, the group sets off for Sir Leon's resting place, leaving behind Jokon, his wagon, and the ever-chill jive horse to be <gasps> kept with the town folk. They sneak out of the face-surrounded town under Lily's Pass Without Trace spell and make their way towards the recursive island housing Sir Leon's memorial. Lily inquires which path they should take to approach the island, considering the swarms of flays, the southern forest, the grasslands straight ahead, or the hills to the north. They opt for a better vantage point and head for the hills. However, Sherman's armor gets snagged on a protruding root which unearths from him tugging, resulting in rock and earth tumbling down the hillside. A flay and two beetle-like insectoids are alerted and attack. Lily joins the trio in the fight, showing her druid prowess 
Though Sherman impresses all by cutting down one enemy with a single smite. Flowerkraut puts one to sleep, then joins forces with Lily in beating the crap out of it. Timothy dispatches the final enemy with a slew of hurtful insults. With haste, so as to avoid additional attention, the group makes their way down to the water's edge of the lake and begin to formulate their crossing. And that is where we are now. You guys are at the edge of this. It's not a very large lake, but there is a small island in the center of it. And if you look over your shoulder, you can definitely see Flay's back there. Nothing is alerted to your presence. However, there was quite a commotion not too far up the hill where you guys just put down a couple of them. What do you do? Timothy, how's your how's your posterior feeling? Um, <laughs> yes. well, you know, and you see Timothy like try to turn his head completely around as if he was an owl, which isn't working out super duper well. And he's like, um, there definitely feels like there's something missing there, but I'm not sure uh, what. Oh, there's a cold ooh, breeze. Ah, uh, that's ooh, that doesn't look so good, buddy. Do yeah, you... uh, Timothy, you're going to have to make a hard choice between my old lady ointment and Sherman's lay tongue for your butt. And that, and pardon my French with the lay tongue, if that's what it comes down to. Oh, um, you know, uh, Sherman, we have, um, we become absolute best friends, and I want you to understand that. But in this scenario, as much as I ap appreciate your offer... I'm going to go with the old lady ointment. <laughs> you know, that, I'd say that's that's fair. That's that's a fair Save choice. Save your tongue for more dire circumstances, my friend, because we might just need it. So you're you're, you're choosing dead fish over dog breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good choice. Good choice, Timothy. <laughs> Okay, I so... don't think I'd want to see one of my friends lick another of my friend's butts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you're going to use one of your salves on his butt? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you prefer I do it, Timothy, or if you would like to just take the ointment and uh, apply Well, yourself. you know, at this point, Flowerkraut, we're salve pals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All right, point taken. I squirt some disgusting-looking <laughs> fish cut ointment in my hand. Oh, no. I just imagine it just comes out of the fish that you were brewing it in. <laughs> yeah, it just it just stews in the belly of the fish. <laughs> it just comes out the mouth. <laughs> ah, yeah. I thought they smelled that on the outside. <laughs> it's like a roll of toothpaste as you just have to, like, crush the bottom of the fish to get all of it out. Try to ignore the texture, Timothy. Sherman's like... The only one that's finding this appappetizing right now. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'll just yet. be uh, over here with the lily not to tempt myself, okay? Now he really <laughs> wants to lick your butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, 2d4 plus 2 healing. That you, Chad? Or is that me? <laughs> I trust Flowerkraut, so absolutely do the roll. All right, 2d4 plus what was it? Three? Plus 2. Plus 2, okay. All right, the first one's a three, and the second one is a two. So five plus another two is seven. Seven, sweet. All right, that that puts me up at a not-so-scary place now. Thank uh, you. That's good. Good place to be in. 
Yes, it's got a surprising cool minty feeling to it. <laughs> oh no, uh, yeah. Flower Kraut, did you use the toothpaste for your bone? Uh, oh, fu- oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no, wait, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lily's just standing there like she's being ignored, like, uh, hey, guys. Okay, yeah, sorry, Lily. <laughs> Our there bad. are things that like to kill, and they're over there, and they're going to be here. And so All she's, right. like, panning around, and she's like, I, I thought there was a boat here somewhere. I, I swear, and she's just like looking down the shore. So last round, I suggested that I do shape water and we all kind of walk together, like close together, and I kind of make like a little air bubble for us as we walk through the lake. And then I was thinking maybe Timothy could minor illusion like still water above us so it doesn't look like water's moving around so it won't alert anybody. What do you think of that plan? So the shape water spell can mm-hmm. affect a five foot cube, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, it's going to be difficult for four people to stay within that close of a radius and still like you guys are able to like move forward because. Oh, I'm taller than five feet. You yeah, you have down. to punch down a little bit. <laughs> Tiny steps. It's going to be very difficult because you're I'm going to be making you'll have to roll like a concentration check because you're essentially having to recast the spell every five feet that you guys walk oh no kidding yeah because it's it literally you're gonna as you're walking you're gonna need to target the next five feet of water so are you are you trying to like open up the the bed of the lake so that you guys can literally just walk under the water or are you just gonna have like pretty much an area that's what of, I was thinking <laughs> Okay. Um, but I can think of something else instead. Well, I mean, I'm, you, you, you saw me before. I'm pretty good at the dog paddle. So, I, I mean, I suppose I could just swim on across. Lily, Lily looks at the rest of you and goes, well, I can swim. I swear there was a boat. She just, like, keeps looking off in the distance. Sherman, you want to throw me up as high as you can and I'll take a gander if there's a boat around? How about... <laughs> we don't want to call attention to ourselves. Oh, wait. No, wait. Wait a second. I don't know how your magical illusion works or your minor illusion, but can you illusion yourself to not look like you're in the air when I throw you? Uh, Timothy just takes a minute. DM, <laughs> can I do that? <laughs> well, you could illusion yourself to be a tree or something as as you stand up there. The, the illusion is like... Um, Opaque to you. <laughs> tree gets I just want to be a magnificent leaf. Can I minor loser myself to be a giant leaf and therefore be a leaf on the wind? A giant leaf? <laughs> How much height do you think we need here? I mean, I could just... I mean, you're... I mean, no offense, buddy, but you're like a twig. I could, like, just press you over my head and you could stand on my hands. Timothy, you can ride me like a boat. <laughs> um, is there like a tall tree around that I could just run up real quick and take a look and see if there is a boat anywhere near us? There aren't any trees near the water's edge. You okay. can see on the far side of the lake, there is like a forest area where there are trees are, but any trees like on the hill or in the grasslands are, you know, very, uh, like very thin birch that wouldn't hold weight. And we've already come down from the mountainside that we were previously traversing through, correct? Yes. You guys have come down the hill and you're standing right there at the 
the edge of the lake. Would a regular perception check do anything in this scenario? Yeah, you can. Um, you'll you'll get advantage if you are elevated in Sherman's plan. However, consider that minor illusion is unmoving. So if you're flying through the air, you can't have the illusion moving with you. You'd have to like stand on his shoulders and illusion yourself to be something else or whatever if you are afraid of causing any kind of attention. Sherman, let's make a tower and I will make us a tree, a mighty tree of friendship. Yes, I will be your base, sir. Sir, yes, this sure. is a formal event, apparently. Okay. Sherman, you formed the legs. <laughs> I got that down. I already have legs. Flower Kraut <laughs> forms the body. Uh, okay, cool. Yes. Oh, Flower Kraut's climbing on yes. top of me. Yes. You're climbing no, on top this of is Flower Kraut. This is absolutely perfect. Wait, where, where where do I come in on this? Do I do I have to be the arms or something? Oh, absolutely. Or, oh. Yeah, Lily, you're with me. We will both be on each. We'll be each be on a shoulder of Sherman, and then Timothy oh my will God. put a foot on each of us. Okay. Try there and grant me strength. <laughs> <laughs> this this got out of hand so quickly. <laughs> you you're the buffest boy, Sherman. You are such the buffest boy. All right. So as you guys are constructing your cheer squad. Um, <laughs> Sherman, I need you to roll an athletics check. <laughs> Ready? Okay. All right. Athletics. Oh, that's 11. Um, so you're able to get one person up on your shoulders, but the second that anyone else tries to climb up on you, you're starting to wobble around and you kind of step away and, and recenter yourself. But you, you've got... Who, who climbed up first? That was Flower Crowd. Okay, so Flower Crowd's up on your shoulders. Flower, can you see anything from up there? Um, let me percept. Okay, um, hold on. Okay. Let me let me get my tree magic ready. Well, she's okay. up there, so you might want to right. Um, tree I've never her had up. to play tree before. Let me let me Kick. tree this Cue up. up. The tree, Timothy. All right, so Flower Crowd, go ahead and roll with advantage since you are. Well, ah! Fuck. Okay, I rolled a three, so a freaking gnat flew in my eye when I went fuck up here. God damn it. Be the roots, Sherman. Be the roots that okay, your I can't friends see anything. need oh, you I to be. I forgot I had ointment on my hand and I just rubbed it into my eye trying to get the gnat out. So yeah, I can't see anything. Someone else well, got to get you're up You're rolling here. with advantage, so give it another one more one more roll. Okay, advent. Oh. <laughs> I rolled another three. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, can Sherman roll another athletics check so Timothy can climb up top? Come on, Sherman. Be the roots! Those are mighty roots, Sherman. <laughs> you are so powerful right now. Flowercrowd's up there, and <laughs> and Timothy creates this tree illusion, and immediately a bird's like, holy shit, a new tree! <laughs> and it flies right into Flower's face. <laughs> hey, is, is that a friend of yours? <laughs> this bird's like, this isn't a tree, what the fuck? And it flies away. <laughs> I'll eat you alive next time. Flowercrout, you didn't mean that, did you? I should not have taken a sip of water. Sherman, the, the with your role, essentially you're feeling like the ground is is not stable because it's very damp next to the water's edge and you're uh you're having a hard time like shifting your balance in in kind of the mud. So, uh you don't feel like you'd be able to lift any more than one person right now. All right, let's switch it up. Flower? Okay, yeah, I'm coming down. <laughs> I'm useless. All right, we got to swap. All right, just cl climb down. Use yeah. use the chain mail as handholds. Okay, you got it. Thank you, Sherman. Wow, this is some grippy mail you've got. 
Oh yeah, the grippiest. Nothing but the grippiest for us here at PAL. You see that Lily is like creating wind effects and stuff like far off in the distance as far as she can to kind of like Ooh. make sure that no one's looking over here. And just like trying to trying to mask the sound that everyone's making. <laughs> like Lily, you are crowd. The, true, the true MVP here, Lily. <laughs> she enables like, us, really. God, you guys are so loud. Oh my God. Um, all right, Sherman, go ahead and give me another athletics check as you pick Timothy up. Oh, I'm so light. He should be fine. That is a 14. Okay. Yeah, you pick up Timothy, no problem. All right, you formed the legs, and now I'll form the head, or the the branches of this beautiful friendship tree we've Go made. Go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage. Okay, the first one's a nine, but I think we can do better. Let's go for it. Come on. Well, that's one better. It's a ten. I asked for better, and better's what I got by one. So you look around. You do not see. You do not see a boat. Anywhere. Sherman, I hate to break this to you. While our friendship is mighty and sturdy, a boat is nowhere in sight. Oh, um, Lily, do you do you know what kind of wood the boat was made of? Oh, um, yeah, there's there's oak all over this island, so that's what I assume they made that boat out of. Why? Oh, I'm I'm just, you know. That's one thing that that's one thing that I studied uh, as part of my foster training uh, was identifying different types of wood by their scent. Hmm. So maybe maybe I could just follow my nose as it were, and maybe it'll turn up. Okay, but there's a lot of oak around. Oh, you know what? You do what you do. I trust you, Sherman. All right. Well, first you've got to. Put your hands together and rub them real, real, like, <laughs> gingerly-like. And then flick that good energy out into the universe to help you find your wood. And now you get down on all of your legs and your arms. And you just put that nose into the air and smell. Smell for the scent that you're looking for. Give me, give me waterlogged oak. <laughs> what is waterlogged oak? <laughs> All right, C can I can I roll a, s a smell check now? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> okay, well it's either gonna be a nineteen or it's a nineteen. You don't smell waterlogged oak. You guys, I I really don't think there's a boat around here that's made of oak. Maybe they had something else imported, like a fir or a birch. Or maybe even some sort of coniferous tree. But I, I really just don't smell... I don't smell boat. <sighs> I, I I, guess... I mean, it was so long ago. I, I've only come out here once. And I don't know. Maybe somebody got rid of it. or it, I don't know. We need to find a way across this water. We got to go now. Sherman puts his paw on Lily's shoulder and says, Sometimes... You need to be the boat you need to see in the world. Be the boat. Be the boat? Be the boat. Yeah, I think that's it. Guys, that's what I've been saying the whole time. <laughs> Use me as your boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so is is Flower going to uh, be the boat? Flower, are you I willing don't... to shuttle us across one yes. by one each way? Yes, <laughs> I am. All right, um... So, 
This is going to require Flowerkraut to make athletics checks. Oh, <laughs> who's going? Oh, who's going first? Um, I think that perhaps whoever whoever's not the best swimmer should probably go with Flowerkraut. I can always swim across. What is swimming based on? Athletics. Oh, athletics? Okay. I've got a plus two to that. I was going to use shape water to be a boat. Yeah, so the thing is, you'll be rolling athletics to hold the person on you as oh, you're shaping great. water. Awesome. Because okay. otherwise, you'll with the weight, you're going to be sinking into the water. So. Sinking. How long of a swim is this? Um, you probably are swimming about 100 feet Ooh, to get okay. to the okay. island. Did Lily and Sherman both say they could swim, too? Uh, Lily says that she can swim, yeah. Mm. Maybe we should just try to swim over in Flower Crowd. You can be our life preserver if uh, any of us have any trouble. Okay, yeah, sounds good. How about that? Shall we all try swimming, and then if anyone starts failing, I will go rescue them, hopefully. Okay. So you guys are hopping into the lake. Timothy thinks for a moment and he looks to Sherman and pulls him aside real quick and as they're walking he's like um Sherman um this is embarrassing do you have any suggestions on how to swim or swimming techniques because I'm not the greatest swimmer. Oh I, I I'm not gonna lie I thought you were gonna ask if I had any spare underwear but I wasn't sure it was gonna fit you. Why would I okay, okay we'll we'll unpack that later but for now do you have any tips on swimming, because I'm... <laughs> well, I'm not going to say inexperienced, because that would require some sort of experience than inexperience. So let's just pretend that myself and water have never fully interacted before. Oh, certainly. So just... And, and Sherman kind of looks and gives him a once-over, and it's very, like, Tim Gunn looking to see if he can make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have... You have a nice wide arm wingspan thing going on with plenty of plumage. Maybe the best thing for you is going to be like a like a froggy swim. Have you seen how frogs swim? How they go wow? 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 Yeah, just like that. Just like that. very good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just just like that. Just like that. And, and so with with your extra wings, you'll be pushing more water behind you. With your well, maybe not with your legs. They kind of look like weird sticky yes, things down. Yes, they the are bottom. definitely sticks. They are <laughs> complete sticks. Don't tempt me, okay? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't use that word. Um, they are noodles, strong noodles. Strong noodles, got it. Okay, so if you do the guab, then you should you should really be fine. Now, what I do is a little bit different, and that is, it, and honestly, it looks a little bit like I'm panicking, but trust me, I'm not. It's I just go with my two arms in front and I go. Oh, oh my that God. is that is frantic oh. to the untrained eye. That would look <laughs> as if you were in danger, but effective. Lily walks in to interrupt your sidebar and she's like, "Wait, wait, no, 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 Sherman, look at him. What, what, what other things that look like Timothy have no problem with water? Yeah, well, he doesn't have webbed feet, Lily." 
Yeah, but look at these feathers. And she starts fluffing Timothy's oh, feathers. I, I haven't been fluffed in a while. <laughs> well, this is interesting. Are you trying to say some sort of platypus or something? I don't know where you're going with this. No, he, he just needs to sit on the water and start kicking. He's fine. He can sit, I can on, the sit on the water? I mean, give, give it a shot. Give it a um, shot. Okay. Um, I'm going to <laughs> sit on the water. And he literally backs his booty up. His very tender booty at the moment. <laughs> Lily kind of reaches in and gives a little bit more fluff to your butt. <laughs> okay. All right. We're at, we're at, we're all at that level now. This is, you know, I haven't had a lot of experience with friendships, but I would say this is completely normal. More butt touching than expected. And I guess I'll do an athletics check. Yeah. Give me an athletics check. Okay. Whoa. That's a dirty 20. Oh, damn. I'm sitting on that water. Just like a duck, Timothy sits on the water, and amazingly, he's floating there with his legs oh, kind of crooked back. This is such an experience. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. And I use my wings to do the guab technique, but not for the water, for the air, so I can just propel myself forward. Sherman, I'm doing the guab. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm so proud. I, I honestly didn't think the bottom half was going to work. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine a crow sitting on water like a duck. It's cracking me up so hard. So yeah, Timothy's like kicking his legs real fast because he doesn't have webbed feet, but he's still moving. <laughs> he's he's moving about as fast as Flower Crowd does. Just wee. It's just a wob and a wee. <laughs> um... Lily gets into the water and she kind of goes into a backstroke position and you see her just put her hands forward and she starts kind of creating wind and she just starts wee backwards. <laughs> so Flowerkraut creates wind in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's have a contest. Let's see whose jet is faster. All right. <laughs> So we got the two motorboats and the duck. Actually, there's the motorboat, the sailboat, So Lily and the duck. creates wind. Flower breaks wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the creator. I'm the destroyer. There are two opposing forces. Oh, my God. This is what happens when an, unst <laughs> when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. <laughs> um. All right, Sherman, it's your turn. Uh, all right. Well... Here, here, here goes nothing. Well, that's a fourteen, so I'm, 14. I, I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're doing fine. You're just paddling across. You're definitely slower than everyone else. Even Timothy is showing you up with his wob <laughs> technique. Um, all right, just for flavor, I want everyone to roll a just a straight up d20. Actually, this is this is going to be between Timothy, Lily, and Flower Cry to see who gets there fastest. Yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, that's a that's a ten for Timothy. I got a twelve. Um, you both beat Lily, and <laughs> she's like, "Wait, am I going the right direction?" She can't see in front of her. She keeps she keeps she's zigzagging back and forth across the water. The Can I roll with Lily. disadvantage to see if I catch up and beat Lily? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Did she do better than a six? You guys actually get there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Sherman, you are such a wonderful teacher. Thank you for your help. I can't believe that worked. And Lily, 
sitting on the water. Who knew? Yeah, Lily, why didn't you sit on the water? Oh, I, I, I did. I just sat backwards. <laughs> she's like wringing. She's wringing her robes out of water as you guys are all. You know, well, most of you guys are. Are Tim, or Timothy's like the one who's probably the most dry. It's just your butt my, that's wet. Uh, booty doesn't smell like fish guts anymore, so that's a plus. Ah. Uh, but still has that cool minty after freshness. <laughs> minty butt. So you guys pull yourselves out of the water a little bit, a little bit dripping wet, and. You step onto this recursive island, and on the other side, as you guys kind of walk up and kind of onto the crest of the island itself, you see on the opposite end of the island, there's a rowboat. Of course. Mm. Oh, I was smelling to the east and west, and I should have been smelling south. Wait a second. Wouldn't that mean that someone is already here? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. When you say on the other side of the island, like, how far away is that? Oh, maybe 60 feet away from you. It's The island's not that Can big. Can we go investigate said boat? Yeah. So as you guys are making your way over there, you are passing up this uh, stone-cut mausoleum with, a, uh, with an entrance right there on the front of it. You can see that the mausoleum actually opens up, and then there are stairs descending down into the island's ground level. Sherman, you notice that there is a sigil of Pal etched into the stone above the entrance. You guys walk past it, and you get to the boat, and it looks waterlogged. It actually doesn't even look serviceable. Oh, crap. How long has this been here? Well, this boat doesn't know how to sit on the water, apparently. Hmm. <laughs> Why would the boat be on this side? Huh. Lily, is, is there anyone from the, anyone from the island that that you know would come here right now? No. Just in just in general. Well, yeah. I mean, those people worship you know, Sir Leon as much as they do Miriam. I, maybe maybe there's people that still come out here and I don't know, place flowers on his grave or something. I don't know. I I know that that this boat was for that purpose. It looks like the boat has been here an awful long time for it to be this uh, decrepit. Can we roll an investigation check to see if there's anything else we yeah. can figure out? Sure. Gosh, I'm rolling low today. That That's just a seven. I got a 12. So between your looking it over, the boat definitely has like some, has rotted enough that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to stay buoyant. It looks like it's been here a long time and it looks like it hasn't been touched in a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, Flowercrow was actually wondering if the boat got attacked or something by the insects, but if it, if it has rot, then it's been here a while. You know, you do notice that, like, the ground is kind of taking it. Like, you know, plants have grown around the planks of wood. And so, yeah, definitely has been sitting here a long time, which means that nobody from Praxel has come out, or nobody from Wallach has come out here in a long time. Right. Huh. Well... Lily looks at it, looks it over and says, maybe this would be a better way to get off this island. And she starts passing her hands over it, and you see magic sprinkling from her fingertips. And you watch as the boat like becomes new. Wow, Lily. What was that? Oh, you reboat a boat. Oh, it's just a little restorative magic. Oh, well, you did a good job with that. It looks good as new. Very impressive. Give it a good sniff, Sherman. Maybe we'll have to find this later. Oh, that's a... 
I I log the smell of this boat in my nose memory. <laughs> it's no longer waterlogged, so it's just a nice oaky smell. Mm. Mm. Into the cerebral tome. All right, well, luckily there's nothing flittering around this island, so let's get in there and see what we can find out. All right, you guys ready? Ready as I think we're going to be. Timothy, the butt feeling good? Oh, minty fresh. Let's go. Good, I'm glad the biscuits are in order. So as you approach the mausoleum, you see that there is this stairway leading down. So the mausoleum is just basically kind of a cap on top of a, a hole in the ground, really. Lily kind of stands there for a second in front of it, and she says, Well, so according to his story, uh, Leon had to dig here where the feline was closest to the surface. And he had to physically come in contact with it in order to cast the fey creatures out. Um, it was later that the Praxilians built this mausoleum over the trench that he dug. And honestly, his story kind of disgusts me because there was never an offering of peace in his tale. There was only violent eviction. I've only come here once, and was when I was much younger, tried to avoid this place, and I don't tend to participate in any of the memorial services or whatever these people do when they come out here, so anyway, times are changed. Let's, let's get in there, and she starts walking down the stairs. You guys follow Lily down the stairs. And there is a landing that it's kind of a small room, like a, like a foyer of this mausoleum with another stairway leading down from at the end of that one. As we start to move into the inner part of this mausoleum, um, Timothy looks back and looks at Sherman, knowing that this was like a hero of Pal and does a, a little check-in. Sherman, um, are you doing all right? Yeah, if I, I, if this story is why the people on Praxel love Pal, then, then maybe I don't want to be loved by the people of Praxel. This is not what Pal stands for today. We would never do this. We would have never forcibly removed someone. I, it's, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow that maybe everything I've learned, maybe it wasn't always the way it was. Hey, Sherman, uh, take it from me and Lily. Being shunned by the people of Praxel ain't the end of the world. True that, sister. Well, I, I don't know if it means anything to you, Sherman, but so far everything on this island has not been what it originally appeared to be, so... Maybe we don't know the whole story. But maybe with you here, you as as a representative of Pal can maybe help undo the harm that happened here. And we'll help you do it, Sherman. You're right. That's exact That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm here to save the island and and improve improve what Pal means to the people of this island. Yes. Okay, I'm good. Let's go. Let's go. Existential crisis is over. Let's go. Oh, his tail is <laughs> wagging again, oh folks. God. We're all clear. 
Good, good job to Timothy clocking that sad tale. Glad we got that out of the way. Let's uh, let's continue here. You guys step down into this landing, and immediately you all see a shimmer in front of you. It's almost invisible to the eye, but there is a magic ward stopping your progress to the next stairway down. You all feel the hum of magic from this barrier, and in the center of it, floating about three feet off the ground, is an uncut crystal without design. A pedestal sits before you, about ten feet in front of the barrier, made of twisted, gnarled wood, and on the surface of the pedestal, it's shaped in a hexagonal fashion from the interwoven branches. One of the hexagon corners is aligned to point directly towards the center of the ward where the crystal is floating. And in the center of that pedestal is another crystal that is embedded. And light for it refracts from the top of the stairs where it's daylight outside. And it hits this crystal and it creates a thin beam of light that touches the floating crystal in the ward. Around this hexagon, at the other five points, are five slightly wriggling vines that fr- from the ground about four feet long each, and each of them a different color. A red, a white, a yellow, a blue, and a black vine. Lily looks at all this and goes, whoa, 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 this, this wasn't here before what is this? And she starts looking at the barrier. She kind of gets a little close to it. You see her kind of put her hands up. Oh. What is it, Lily? Her eyes go white, and you saw her do this before when she was scanning Wallach and detecting how far the uh, the protective barrier went. And she turns around and she goes, this is necromancy magic. But look, she runs back over to the pedestal and she's she's kind of trying to dodge these like wriggling vines. They they're not they're not tentacles, but they're you know these wooden gnarled vines that are just kind of weaving in the air very very slowly. And she's like, "This is fey magic." You think the fey put up some sort of like security system for us, or to keep anyone from coming to their side? Weren't there weren't there five hags that? attacked your island, Flowerkraut. Oh. And didn't we run into one here on our way to Wallach? Hags? Sherman's right. Hags. Like, she looks at Flowerkraut. Hags? Like real, like real hags. Like, not like me, sister. Like, hag hags. The real hags of Archipeldia. Wednesdays at 8 on ABC. (laughs) (laughs) See who gets voted out of the coven next. Um... Lily's, she's got a a look of complete befuddlement on her. She looks at Flyercrowd and she says, "But you told me you were a hag." I'm I'm not a hag, like a fey creature. I might be a hag, like the way you would insult an old lady, like the people of Braxel, but I'm I'm not a fey hag. But she chose you. I gave you. Mortar and pestle. Uh, what is, what does this mean? <sighs> okay, well, yes, something's trying to stop us from getting in here. This is new, and it appears to be 
very new. Do the twisted vines appear to be malleable or manipulatable on the pedestal? So the crystal is embedded in the center of the hexagon uh, pedestal. The pedestal looks solid. Do you go up and like tug on it or anything? Ooh, I'm afraid to. Can I make a perception check to see if there might be any more traps that could take more feathers off my butt? Go ahead. Okay. Oh, it was teetering on the 20, and then it rolled to the 8, <laughs> which makes it an 11. Um, so you look around. There's these vines that are, you know, these tall four-foot vines. They're, they're, they're completely standing up, growing, having grown out of the ground through the stone uh, that, that makes the floor of this landing. Same with the pedestal. It looks like it was just grown, cracking through stone. And the vines, the colored vines, uh, they don't seem like sentient. They don't seem like they're on the defensive. They're just kind of flowing back and forth. Like as you get close to them, they don't react. They don't sense anything. You don't even know if they are something that would whip or do anything to you. And Lily's circling around it, and, and she's coming, you know, within inches of one, and it doesn't do anything. So the vines aren't growing through the barrier. They're in the same room we're in. Yes, they are just just outside of the pedestal. Got it. They are they are essentially surrounding the pedestal at at five of the six corners. And the, there's a a stream of light coming from the stairs. Yeah, so the light coming from up the stairs is, is shining on that crystal on the pedestal, and then it's refracted into a beam, and that beam shoots across and touches the floating crystal that's in the center of the barrier. What happens when I block the light from the stairway? Um, the beam goes away. That's it? Okay. Yep. All right, well, that, that was worth it. Now we know. Okay, so I have two thoughts. What if these different colored vines represent some sort of elemental magic, like red would be fire, for example? My second thought is if this light is of any importance, could we reflect the light using your shield, Sherman? Lily actually walks up to the beam of light that's going from the pedestal to the barrier and she puts her hand in it. It just kind of, it just cuts off at her hand and then she raises her hand back up and then it continues on so it just seems like the light is just a beam of light it's not it's not like keeping the barrier in place or anything no mm -hmm. if sherman goes to touch the the floating gem the uncut gem mm -hmm. is it embedded in the in the barrier yeah it is and it won't budge you you reach forward, you see that the, the gem's actually kind of like, the, the barrier is, is kind of like a thick wall of, of energy and the, the gem's inside of it. Okay, so we can't even get to it. Right. Okay. Do we want to see if these vines react somehow to elemental magic? I don't have any of that type of arcana, but Flowkraut, you can manipulate water. Maybe the vines will react to that somehow. Yeah, I could give it a try. 
some fifth element shit. <laughs> Ooh, I've heard of this play. I've never seen the play, actually, but it was my favorite, like, bedtime story. <laughs> I always love that book. Um, okay, yeah. Flower Kraut, something tells me you had very progressive parents. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. I haven't thought about mom and dad in a while. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Is there water nearby, or does Flower Kraut have to run out and get some from the lake? <laughs> You'd probably have to go and get some from the lake. All right, um, I'll be back in a jiffy, guys. And you guys also, you also should be carrying around a water skin uh, just for drinking. Oh, well, okay then. Oh yeah, I've got some. And um, we're not exactly dry, so maybe we could procure some water that way. Oh my gosh, I am carrying so much water. You could just pull it out of me. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it out of... Like out of my fur, not my, not my body. Just my fur, please. <laughs> I can take it from your clothes if you prefer, just so I don't accidentally remove any vital <laughs> body water. <laughs> the term body water was not something I was prepared for. Here, it'll help a little bit, Sherman, if you wring out some of your clothes, and I'll just take the water from that. Just, like, wring it out like a, a Sherman shakes his body around. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yeah. There's water all over the place now. Okay, I take the water and I am going to put the water on the blue vine. Okay, you soak the blue vine. It doesn't do anything different than what it was doing. Drat. Well, that's all my bird brain can think of. Lily walks over and she's, you know, being the, the naturey druid she is, she just grabs one of the vines. She grabs the blue one, and it, it's just kind of slowly wriggling. It's not like fighting her or anything like that. And she's like, huh, well, these things aren't here to hurt anyone, it seems. She just gets down, crouches down, and just is examining it. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll uh, tie them together? That would be cool, right? <laughs> Sherman, give me, give me an insight check. Okay, smart boy. Rolls a 16. Okay, so thinking about tying them together, you look at the length of these vines, and it would actually be very difficult to. You could probably tie two together that are adjacent, but they are just enough height that if you tried to like tie two that are on opposite ends of the, of the hexagon, they wouldn't reach each other. Oh, gotcha. They, would, they, could, they definitely can bend over the top of the pedestal, though. Oh, maybe we tie the tips together over the pedestal. Is there a notch? Maybe like in the pedestal, there's a notch that you put it in? There's not a notch. The only thing on the pedestal is the embedded crystal that's uh, refracting the light. Okay. Maybe the crystal will hold it in place. Sherman is going to take the white one because that seems like the safest element, if it is elemental, and... Touches the tip to the crystal in the pedestal. The crystal turns white. <gasps> and the light refracting from up the stairs hits the crystal and a white beam shoots across and hits the barrier. And all of a sudden, a second barrier appears behind you guys, blocking your exit. Ah, traps, I all knew right, it! take it off, take it off. You take the vine off and slowly the crystal returns to its normal form. However, the barrier behind you is still there. You think we should grab all these at the same time and put them together? 
Oh yeah, like have you ever seen that play, uh, the Strangers of Power? I think that's what it was called. Yes, it was just like when we formed our mighty tree of friendship. We must form the vines of friendship. Yes. Everybody roll a perception check, hearing perception check. I rolled a 19, um, plus two, or plus, yeah, plus two. So that is 21. Timothy is too enthralled with the idea of the strangers of power. <laughs> he rolled a six. Uh, that is also a six. <laughs> um, Sherman and Timothy remember the theme song, and now they're just, <laughs> just singing it, it to each other. <laughs> Go strangers of power. Lily is also too distracted with your song, but Flowerkraut, you hear whispering in the room, and the whispers are in Sylvan. So... You're having a hard time understanding what the whispers are. The last time you heard Sylvan, or the last time you heard someone speaking Sylvan, you you could barely understand it, but you were only able to understand it because there was something about how your patron was translating for you. Your memories fly back to when you guys were on Adristia, Mm -hmm. and you heard all of the hags chanting and they were chanting in Sylvan, the language of the Fae. Yeah. So you hear this, but the other three are too distracted talking about the strangers of power. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, can you uh, pipe down for a moment? There's some there's some weird whispers going on. Oh, this what? I didn't hear that? Wow. The whispers seem to have only started after the barrier closed behind you. and Or at least maybe you couldn't hear it until the room was essentially without any kind of wind or outside noises. Or maybe they're also fans of the Strangers of Power. <laughs> Lilia, do you know Sylvan? Yes. Can you hear what the whispers are saying? I, I like, barely can make anything out. Okay, okay, boys. Okay, keep it down for a second. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sherman, did you ever see that one play the Strangers of Tim- Power Timothy. did? Tim- 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 Timothy? Hey. I just wanted to talk to Sherman about when the green stranger of power became evil and tried to defeat all the other strangers, but then they were all saved through the power of friendship. I'm trying to save with the power of friendship right now. You got to shh, shh, <laughs> <laughs> So Lily closes her eyes and she listens intently. Bestow the wrath of the Fae. That keeps repeating itself. Bestow the I mean, I'd rather not do that. The Fae. The Fae. The Fae are the green folk. Yeah? She goes over to the... Uh... Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh! I... Oh! Wait! Do I see that color? Is that part of my spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hold on! I need oh, to do some dog Sherman. research. <laughs> Do your cones and your eyes cover green? Wait, does that mean all the strangers of power are just different shades of gray for you? (laughs) So betrayed. (laughs) So much of their personalities are based off the colors they represent. So, so there's, you know, so there's the, the yellow stranger, and then there's the slightly different yellow stranger. No. And then there's the blue stranger. Okay. And then there's the light blue stranger. No, that's not right. And then there's there's a <laughs> there's a the the gray stranger and no, then there there's was a never a gray another one. there's a there's a dark gray stranger as well. Okay, well that's kind of close. <laughs> I, I think someone else needs to solve this problem, is what I'm saying here. Is there a green vine? 
There's no green vine. But two colors can make green. Yeah, grab a blue and a yellow. <laughs> you were reading off of the spectrum for dogs. I love it. <laughs> Blue and yellow and green. <laughs> oh, you, I, hey, you know what? You learn something new every day. I didn't know that dogs can see blue pretty damn well. Well, in The Strangers of Power, the green stranger did become evil and rather wrathful at one point. So the Strangers of Power have really helped us in this puzzle. All right, uh, Sherman. Also, color theory. Didn't know that was going to be helpful. Sherman, <laughs> you can see blue, Sherman. Oh, yeah. All right, grab grab the blue one, and I'll grab the yellow. Oh, it's so wet. Ugh. Shake it off. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, and what do you guys do? You bring them to the middle and touch tips. Touch, touch, touch the crystal. You touch the crystal with the blue and yellow vines, and the crystal turns green. Oh, hey, it just turned yellow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn it. The beam turns green. The beam shoots across and touching that other crystal, which turns green, but nothing else happens. Well, maybe what we're missing is wrath. Somebody go punch the gem. I'm not going to punch it. That's it. I'm punching the gem. Oh, my God, no. Which gem are you punching? (laughs) Oh, no. Um... What if I just talk really sternly to it? I will cast vicious mockery against you, Jem. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you think you're so cool? Well, Sherman can only see like three versions of you, so you're not that cool. Hey, wait. If it's wrath of the Fae, and the Fae are the green people, maybe it's red and green. Maybe we need to bring in red. <gasps> Lily, do you mind if I attempt to bring in the wrath of the red vine? <sighs> sure. Ooh, red vine. That that sounds like a lovely tree, don't you think? Uh, oddly, it does. It does, doesn't it? I mean, red vine, just... Yeah. Mm. I'm hungry. Timothy grabs the red vine and carries it over. Okay. You touch the red vine to the crystal. Crystal turns brown. And everyone needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, brown. Oh, that was so close to a one, but then it rolled over to a 19, so that is a Yay. dirty 20. Uh, I got a six. Ooh, I only got a seven. Lily got a 17. Um, flower crowd. Okay, so the the barrier with the crystal embedded in it lashes out this negative energy at all of you. The second the red t- gem is, t- or the red vine is touched to the gem. For those of you that failed, which is uh, Sher- uh, Sherman and uh, flower crowd, you guys take seven necrotic damage. Owie! Yow! Ooh, ah! Tim- Timothy, you and Lily take three necrotic damage. I don't like it! I'm guessing, like, Timothy just flew across the room after attempting to connect the red vine to the center, and he's just like, I'm so sorry. I I didn't know. I Now, that, that was my bad, Timothy. I'm no, sorry. No, you're, you're trying over there. I'm just messing it up. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this down. And I'm going to stand in a corner. Oh, ow. Okay. All right. We're done with this one. And she just kind of like, kind of brushes the red vine back a little bit. We're not, we're not, we're not touching this anymore. So the, bestow the wrath of the Fae. Fae are the green people. Wrath. Well, red didn't work. Wait a second. Sherman thinks back to when he beat the bug really bad. And he invoked the wrath 
of Tritherion upon it, and it exploded in a radiant array of white light. Maybe, maybe the wrath is a, is a radiant wrath of white light. Sherman, are you sure about this? I am devastatingly scared of these vines. Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm really not, because we're kind of grasping at from vines over here, but that's, that's the closest thing I've got. <laughs> Lily, do you want to do this one, or do you think we should try something else? I don't know, like, it's, this is fey necromancy magic. I don't know how radiance would play a role in it. Oh, black. Oh, so the opposite. So I'm, oh, they're, if they're bad, we're good. So we do the light one, <laughs> they do the dark one. All right. So are you guys still holding the blue and yellow vines? Yes. Blue and yellow make green. Okay. And then what's going on now? I'm going to slowly, like so slowly, uncomfortably slow. Like Galago slow. Galago level of slowness. <laughs> Bring the black vine to touch the other two. The crystal turns dark green. The beam shines to the barrier where the other crystal matches its color. And the crystal disintegrates and the barrier disappears. We did it! We did it! We did it! We did it! Yeah! yeah. We did it! We did it! Time to victory twerk! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if if you don't mind, I'm just gonna go ahead and lick myself a little bit here. Oh my god. I'm down to seven health. Oh, do you need me to lick you too? Um, maybe. Yeah, I'm down to seven health out of 21 health. I'm gonna <laughs> lick myself five times. Do you want me to lick you five times? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, I'll go ahead. <laughs> Five lashes will do. Five five laps of the tongue, and you should be feeling right as rain. Thank you. Okay, so with a little lay on tongue, the stairway further down is now accessible to you guys. Cool. Bridge kicked our ass. Now uh, stairs kicked our ass. We're doing good. Oh, well, I mean, at least I know how to climb stairs, and I get down on all fours, and I start going down the stairs. Like, way too fast. <laughs> like a dog. Or that kind of, right. like, butt bounce as you go down the stairs. So, the four of you continue further down, and you reach the resting place of Sir Leon. There is a engraved tombstone in the center of the room, and underneath his name in common is etched blessed be the servant of Tritherion, savior of Praxel, conqueror of the Fae. The wall behind the tombstone you see is a very large piece of flat stone with a crude chiseled map of the island. You can see kind of a location of where Wallach is and thing about the map that catches your attention is that the map very clearly animated wise like magically displays the fey line running through the island and you can see that this radiating green energy crosses it like a river and the lake and the recursive island intersect it where you are so this is this is the crossing point this is 
This is the closest point to the to the Fey Wild. Yeah. Um he had to dig down I'm guessing here somewhere, and that's where he was able to access the Fey line and cast these Fey creatures through the rift. But they never explained to us when we would come down here where it is. Timothy's going to think back to some less than ideal times where he had to loot and rob and plunder. And he's going to look at the tomb to see if it can be opened or moved, thinking that there might be some sort of hidden entry point or mechanism. Go ahead and give me an investigation roll. It's not a sarcophagus. There is no signs of a... <laughs> what did you roll? Um, thinking about, uh, I guess that's a three. So, <laughs> man, it's really dark in here. You know, I just can't see a thing. Uh, it is It is actually pretty dark in here because you guys have... Still got that Strangers of Power theme stuck in my head. It's just a, it's a catchy tune. <laughs> I just love that you had like this very serious moment to yourself of introspection and then you're like fuck I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> um it is it is fairly dark down here except for there's like light radiating off of the map because of that green river of of fey energy flowing oh, through wow. it. Um there is no sarcophagus here. It's literally just a tombstone. Okay. Um, in the center of the room. And you look around it and it just looks like a nicely chiseled memorial stone to him. I mean, the tombstone's the only thing in the room, right? Well, that and the only thing I can plainly see is this green energy. Is there anything we can do to mess with it? Uh, oh, pff, ooh, I shouldn't say mess. Um, no. Is there anything we could do to alter it in any sort of way? So Lily walks over to the map and she kind of runs her hand along it and she closes her eyes. Yeah, I can... I can feel it's very close. It's somewhere around here. Do you do you think that Sir Leon maybe isn't the only thing buried beneath his headstone? That's exactly what I was thinking, Sherman. Well, the tale never covers them finding Sir Leon's body and burying him. This is essentially a memorial to his last stand. I don't know. If he's actually buried here, there's there's no grave. But we are definitely near the Feywild. I just don't know how it would be sealed. What they did to make it inaccessible to anyone. I'm wondering if the gravestone itself would be some kind of portal. Lily walks over to the gravestone and puts her hand on it. I don't feel anything enchanted. It seems like and she turns around again and she goes, magic in this room is coming from this and she places her hand on the map again. Where did Sir Leon drive the Fey away from? Was it from the town? Where the town is now? When Miriam's blessing was enacted upon Praxil, there were Fey still on the island and the Fey were then trapped. They could not leave. They could not get in or out and Sir Leon's tale is that he cleansed the island. I'm not sure how many he killed, but the tale, the heroic tale of Sir Leon, (laughs) it talks about him 
pushing them back and casting them out through the rift. He essentially was everywhere on the island. He had to go hunt them down. Well, looking at looking at this map, it, it clearly shows that it comes through right where we are. Mm-hmm. It looks like a river. It looks like a river cutting through the island or essentially what you would assume to be underneath the island. Mm-hmm. And it intersects right where you are or where you would pinpoint yourself on the map on this little island, on this little recursive island within Praxel. Right. Okay. So because this seems to be working so far, uh, does anything happen when Chairman touches the feline on the map? Roll an investigation check. Okay. That's uh, an 11. You touch the river of green energy on the map. Um, nothing seems to, you don't feel anything. It's almost as if it's kind of a, almost an illusion, maybe a magical hologram of some sort. Okay. Uh, definitely something that was put here by the people after Sir Leon was gone. But you do notice about this map that it's etched into a very flat stone that's all one piece. Oh, Okay. That's it. I'm running at the wall. <laughs> well, well, hold hold on. I'm running face first into this wall, Sherman. Timothy, Timothy, your feathers are going to fly everywhere, and you've already lost so many today. I don't know if that's for the best. You're right. Throw me at the wall, Sherman. Just do it. Full blast. What if there's a button somewhere on the wall in this carving? Maybe we just need to push a button and then something will open. Sherman and Flowerkraut and Lily are looking this thing over. Timothy, you see that Sherman's not paying attention to you anymore and you throw your body against them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. You mess with the wrong bird wall. You know when they say put your back into it? Well, I'm putting my whole bird body into it. And as you do, the whole like stone kind of shifts back about an inch. Ah! Oh! Ah! Okay. Ah! Okay. I put too much of my body into it. It's, it's a good thing your wow. bones aren't hollow. Timothy. Yep. Are definitely, you okay? Definitely hollow. Maybe broken. Yeah. Hollow but broken. I don't have any more old lady ointment, so hopefully that wasn't too bad. Honestly, I I don't know what came over me. I'm just not good with tight places, but it does appear something has happened. Yes. What happened? Um. Well, either my perception of reality has been altered due to a potential concussion, or this wall has moved. All right, let's just real quick. How many Shermans? No, oh my God. Um, how many? How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna roll a d6 just for flavor. <laughs> you are holding up a whole five hands. Oh man. Oh no. He's got. He's got one point. Two five times vision. This is this is real serious. Yeah, there's five of them. There's wait. There's not just fingers. There's there's hands for days. Are you, are you holding up only four little? I was I was holding up four fingers. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, even though you may be slightly concussed, I can concur. It looks like this stone slab has indented. Should we all press into the wall? Yeah, but like gent- gently at the same time without running might be for the best. 
All right, so you guys put your hands on the map and you begin to all push at the same time and the stone begins to slide backwards. But it only moves a few inches before you hear a voice behind you. I smell the Fae. Sherman, did you say something? You turn, and a ghostly visage manifests near the tombstone, taking the form of a seven-foot-tall, heavily armored humanoid lion. Chains wrap around his armor and attach to the pommel of his sword. My work will not be undone. The chains have been laid. The sacrifice made. Your... Your... Sir Leon. It's time for everyone to break battle and roll initiative. Okay, guys. What did you get for initiative? As didn't oh, even shit. roll that. Did not do it. Wow. Sorry, I was just so distracted by the big ghost lion man. Yeah, what the hell? Oh. God, I'm rolling so low. I hate it. That's a nine. I got one. Oh, boy. Um, That's a three. That means Mr. Lion Man's going to go first, and it's going to hurt. Oh, boy. Lily, what'd you get? Uh, So, oh, Lily. Oh, thank you. I need to roll for her as well. Oh, boy, she got an eight. Oh, God, we suck. Welcome to the Losers Club, Lily. Okay, so we have Timothy at a nine. You betcha. Lily at eight, Sherman at three, Flower at what, one. one? I'm always last. Do you wow. get any pluses to your initiative? Oh, wait. Let me take a look at that. Probably not. <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. It's plus one. So I'm a two. I'm two. You're still after me. Oh, wait. No, me. my initiative is zero. It's one. <laughs> God damn it. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The ghost of uh, Sir Leon. Ghost? Draws his blade <laughs> with chains attached to the bottom. And he raises his sword up and he looks at all of you and, and you, you see his uh, nose flares. Not only Faye, I smell Tritherion. And he looks at Sherman and he casts Binding Chains. Everyone, <gasps> excuse me, needs to what? make a strength saving throw. Strength is a, an old lady. Zoig Sherman, we need to get out of here. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, what did you, you get? That's an at 20. So it's 21. I am such a oh strong my gosh. bird. Turns out all I needed to do was believe in myself and throw my body against walls. Oh, that's great. Well, that's probably that a false bravado from the concussion you're having right now that's it's working out for you. Listen, three Shermans to my right. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to the fourth one that's on my left side. Wait, there was five. How did you move? No, it's one Sherman <laughs> with five hands oh, on God. one hand. It's worse than I thought. <laughs> All right, what did you guys get? I got an 11. 11. And I got uh, 23, but that 23. is not a nat 20. It's just 23. Wow. Rolled a 19. All right, Lily Lily rolled a 14. So 
Sir Leon waves his sword and you see this chain, these spectral chains come off of his armor and they fling off of the bottom of his pommel as these like blue ghostly chains fly at each of you. They wrap around all of you, but Timothy, you're basically able to like duck under it and just immediately like just completely evade it. Sherman, you they wrap around you. You have no problem just like busting your arms out and these ghostly chains shatter. However, Flowerkraut and Lily both completely get restrained by chains. You are restrained, which means that your movement becomes zero. Any attacks you do have disadvantage, and any attacks against you while you are restrained have advantage. Curse my old woman's strength. I'm gonna fart on this chain so hard. You also have, you also have disadvantage on any dexterity saving throws as well, if that ever comes into play. Sir Leon sees the two of you avoid his attack, and he doesn't pay much mind to Timothy, but he stares directly in Sherman's eyes. You follow a false god. Liberation is reserved only to the worthy. I knew it. I knew you weren't a true member of PAL. It is Timothy's turn. <sighs> I see you're trying to restrain my friends. Well, let's see how you like it when someone holds you back. And I pull my loot out as I walk towards him and I start to strum it while I make adjustments and tune it. And I look at him and I start to sing. You may try to cause harm, though it will be in vain. I shall restrain your attacks with a song of Bane. Ooh, Bane. Rolling that charisma saving throw. Oh, did anybody call for some restraint? <laughs> <laughs> he bombs the roll. He is baned. Yes. Oh, it looks like he had a frowny biscuit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I also smell burger and cream cheese. Oh, that's the smell of Tritherion right there, I swear. You thought change your ally. <laughs> I was born with them wrapped around me. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, Timothy? I will look to Sherman and I will adjust my loot again and start to play the theme to Strangers of Power to get him amped. Ooh. And I cast Bardic Inspiration. Oh, yeah. Let me grab nice. That. Let me grab that D6 and set it to side. There we go. All right. So let's paint a little picture for what the battlefield looks like. All of you were pushing the wall. Um, so you essentially, you are all adjacent to each other on the far side of the room where the map was. Sir Leon is kind of in the center of the room standing before the tombstone. And he's about 15 feet from where you guys are. So just to kind of give you an idea if there's any movement involved in your turns. Uh, Lily is up next and she's uh, wrapped in chains. So she is going to try to make a... Oh, acrobatics and athletics are the same. You can use either one to try and get out of these chains. She's going to use acrobatics to try and wiggle herself out. She rolls a 12 and that is not enough. Lily is stuck as she's trying to struggle against the, uh, the binding chains. She can't move because she's restrained. 
And I don't think she's got any bonus actions that are real useful right now, so she's going to go ahead and end her turn. It's Sherman. So Sherman is going to look at Sir Leon and, and say, I knew it. I knew you were not a true member of Pal. Pal, we stand for protecting people, not conquering people. And I will show you that Tritherion is a true god as I break these chains. And I'm going to try to break Flower Crowd's chains for her. All right. Um, Sherman. Yes. Roll me a religion check. Okay. That is 13. You touch her chains and they fall off. As you feel the power of Tritherion radiating through you. Oh, wow. Feels good. Sherman. Oh my gosh, Sherman, you are so strong. You wow. barely had to touch those Holy chains. Cow. You only had to use a bonus action to do that. Can I do the same thing to uh, to Lily's chains? Yeah, um, you can use your action then to okay. you move over there. You reach down and you touch her chains and they, they just fall off. We are pal. I was protecting the people of Praxel. Tritherion turned his back on me. His tenants are false, and I did not need him in my life. I did the right thing. Does Sir Leon look like a paladin? Absolutely. So Sherman retorts, Then I dub the Oathbreaker, and you shall be shamed. All right. Uh, anything else, Sherman? Uh, I'm going to brandish my sword and pull my shield up and stand in front of uh, Flower and Lily. Okay. Flower Crowd, it is your turn. All right. Get those cheeks ready, girl. <laughs> All right. I think that Flower Crowd is going to try... Let's see. I can do an elderly blast that... Is he near the, the tombstone thingy? Yes. All right, can my blast hit him and the tombstone? Uh, right now, you can only target one thing with your Elder's Blast. Ah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll start by targeting the tombstone because okay. Flower Kraut has an inkling that this might be summoning him somehow. All right, go ahead and roll. All right. Okay, oh, five, yes! D20 plus five, 25. Ooh. Oh! I think this was my first 20 I rolled this entire campaign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. Flower's been holding this one in for so long. <laughs> Watch the gravestone not be the target. <laughs> this one's been brewing. Um, all right, roll your damage. Uh, so you're going to roll the die twice, the d10 oh. twice and then add your modifier once on top of that. Got it. That is 18. 18 damage to the tombstone. You definitely blow a chunk of the tombstone off. And Sir Leon winces just a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, baby. Sherman turns to his left side to Lily and says, what were in those berries? <laughs> she just shrugs at you and she's like does she do this all the time yeah this is kind of her deal she said she wasn't a hag 
and you and you just hear a uh, flower crowd next nearby going. <laughs> 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 oh, all right, flower crowd. Is there anything else you want to do in your turn? Any movement or bonus actions? You can even uh... like I was saying uh, that. Since you guys do have good berries, um, if you're going to eat a good berry yourself, it's only a bonus action. If you're going to administer a good berry to somebody else, it would be an action. Okay, noted. Let's see. I'm, I'm wondering if it's worthwhile to, like, hex the ghost, but since I'm seeing the the tombstone as a good target, I am going to hold off on that for now. Okay. You're staying there by the wall? Oh, yeah. Okay. Back up to the top of the round, it is Sir Leon. So Sherman's kind of standing up front in front of everybody. Uh, Sir Leon just comes marching straight at Sherman. He looks pretty set on attacking him. He is Bane, so I'll get my little D4 out and we'll see what happens here. All right, 15 on the die. He rolls a 23 to hit you. Well, that's, that's gonna do it. Okay, he's got his sword in both hands, so he's doing a D10 with the, with the long sword. That is 13 points of slashing damage to Sherman. Oh, 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 oh boy. Well, that got past my shield. Oh, Sherman. I will silence you and your false tenants. <sighs> okay, that, ow. <laughs> that is Leon's turn, it is Timothy. So, let me uh, let me make this clear on the battlefield. You guys are not adjacent to him because Sherman stepped forward and he's kind of like uh, engaged with uh, Sherman right now. So moving would not provoke a text opportunity if you guys needed to make some, some distance between you and, and Leon. Timothy thinks for a moment and then he reaches for his satchel and in his bag, he grabs one of the Sherman doggy biscuits oh. that he got on the story arc. He looks to Sherman. What's, what's this? Are you ready for a Sherman snack? A, a what? A Sherman snack. Wait, I, uh, we're in the middle of a battle, Timothy. Oh. You're gonna want this, Sherman. <laughs> Open wide. And I throw the Sherman snack right for Sherman's mouth. Oh wait, hold on, what's that? Ow. You chuck it, you're you're not very far, so I'm not gonna make you roll for an, an accurate throw. You know, Timothy is adept at throwing daggers, so you 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 spot on, just toss it right into his mouth. Sherman, you, ch you chomp down on this brown Shermie treat. <laughs> I want you to roll 4d6. 4d6, okay. I have been wanting to know what these Sherman snacks do for so long. Yes. 12? Sherman, for the next 10 minutes, you have 12 additional temporary hit points. Oh, wow. okay. Wow, I feel, I, I, I feel like better than I should. <laughs> That's delicious. What is in that? We're in a battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'll just count that as a bonus action, Timothy, for just grabbing it and throwing and tossing it into his mouth. What I want to do is a spell that I can cast in a 10-foot radius. So is there any way that I can hit, in that 10-foot radius, Sir Leon and the Tombstone at the same time? 
This allows me to make an eruption of sound from a point of my choice. Okay. Within range. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can target the spot like literally halfway between him and the tombstone because he walked forward towards where Sherman was standing. Okay. Um, Timothy is still playing the theme song from the Strangers of Power, and he's about ready to hit the main power chord of the song. Nice. And in doing so, I cast Shatter. Oh. Okay. Wow. Shatter. All right. What is his saving throw? That is a constitution saving throw, which I don't know if Bane helps me with it. It will. Heck yeah. Okay, so constitution saving through. I also love the Strangers of Power theme song. It's a real banger. So <laughs> he, he after the Bane, he rolled a 19. Okay, then he will take half damage, but hopefully the full damage will go to the tombstone. Oh, tombstone, that is, that is correct. Okay, here comes 3d8s of fat damage which is so fitting for the Strangers of Power, because you you know, mm. their logo, it's got the lightning bolt in it and stuff, it just works. That is a total of 13 damage. Okay, so yeah, some more of the tombstone falls apart. But he's gonna take six of that, of that damage, but the tombstone takes the full 13. All right, he definitely did not like that. He snarls. <laughs> this will not be undone. All right, anything else, Timothy? I will look to Flower Kraut and cast my last Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Uh, Flower, I know you might not have known about this play, um, but I think you'll really like it. It's all about friendship and camaraderie, and, well, it's got some real bangers when it comes to music. Here, let me play a little part of it for you. Ah, give me a ditty. And I just keep playing the theme song over and over again. Awesome. Okay, so you cast Bardic Inspiration. You give Bardic Inspiration to uh, Flower Kraut. Um, and just remember, guys, you can also use that for combat inspiration as well. Right, you can add that to your AC if, it, if you're being attacked, right? And you can also add it to your damage roll. Oh, that's right. I can add it to my dammies. Good old school of valor. Yes, you can either add it to your AC when you're being attacked, or you can add it to your damage output while attacking. Flower, I think you're going to like this one. And uh, Timothy starts playing the Green Strangers of Power theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, she'll love that one. It sounds like toots. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about this that is appealing to me. Uh, any movement from you, Timothy? No, I'm gonna stay put for now. Okay, next up is Lily. Uh, Lily breaks away and runs around the side of the room until she's kind of on the other side, kind of flanking where he's at. And she picks up her staff and weaves it around. And she's like, so you like to restrain people, huh? And then, boom, vines start spreading out of the ground underneath uh, Sir Leon and actually behind him as well. She centers it kind of like an area where the tombstone is and where Sir Leon is. She is casting Entangle. Nice. Okay, so basically the whole back of the room, because it's a 20-foot square, uh, well, that's a good chunk of the center of the room, I should say, uh, Sir Leon is going to make a strength check to see if he is, is restrained. Yes, he's, if he's restrained. So she's basically getting him with his own magic. And he is 
Bane still. Oh, rolled a four on the die. <laughs> Sir Leon gets wrapped up in fires. He is restrained. So does the tombstone, but, you know, tombstone's not struggling. (laughs) Stay put, tombstone. You're going to die soon. And now it is Sherman's turn. Oh, oh, you're not, oh, you're not so tough now. Getting a bit of a taste of your own medicine, are you? Oh, my gosh, Timothy, isn't this just like when, um, when Sindra Sinestra sent Pineapple Petruchio down to fight the Strangers of Power? That is so true, Sherman. That is so true. And just like the play, we're going to win with our combined power of friendship. So Lily's across the room and she's like, Hey, is this the part where I become the arm or something? Normally, yes. But this is one of those rare instances where they don't use their constructs. There's not a lot of room in here. Uh, I'm going to shimmy around to the other side of the tombstone. So you would be leaving his uh, threat zone to get to the tombstone. Oh, wait, so he's restrained. He can still hit me if I go away. Yeah, he's he's a disadvantage. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, then I am instead going to change tactics and be say, I'll keep him busy. Keep chipping away at that tombstone, fellas. I don't know if you know how much this is going to hurt, but I hope it hurts you real bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really, this is a weird day. I'm gonna roll to attack. Okay, so you roll with advantage because he's restrained. Okay, so it's either gonna be it's it's either gonna be the twenty or was that a nat twenty? No, no, no. It's a dirty twenty. Gotcha. So dirty twenty to hit. Oh, absolutely, you hit him. All right, so I am going to hit him for thirteen slashing damage. Okay, so as you slash into him. You notice that in his incorporealness, he is resistant to slashing damage. Had a feeling. So he'll take six. Can you can you feel that on the other side, you fraud? You're really you're really tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, Sherman? I am just gonna hope he doesn't hit me. <laughs> okay. Keep that D6 for your AC, just in case. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Flowerkraut, you are up next. Oh, yeah. All right, time for some more bammies for that tomb to- tombstone. That's some sour flower power. Timothy, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, I rolled a 12 plus 5 so 17 okay hopefully that hits the unmoving tombstone that is restrained with vines that definitely hits now uh, in, in the way armor class works you may hit it say because it's not a it's not a moving object right however you still would have to roll high enough to actually do any damage to it because it's it's kind of the armor and, and the armor and dodging is kind of built in the same number. So mm. 17, 17 absolutely hits it with enough force that it's going to do damage. Excellent. All right. I think she had eggs this morning. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I, okay. So I am going to use Timothy's Bardic Inspiration to add to my dammies. Oh, that, shit. Yeah. If it so pleases the audience. 
toot, 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 toot. That's, yep, yep, yep. All right, so off to a good start. I rolled a 10 on my D10 plus a three, so the 13. Holy shit. Go green, stranger with power, go. All right, hold on. Now for the D6, and I rolled a fucking six! Holy shit! Nineteen damage to the fucking- I am so inspired! Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, he's- you- you see him just like, jolt as the tombstone loses more pieces of rock. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, you can smell that on the other side, can't you? Um, he's he just definitely looks unhappy about that, and he's he's his, never gonna smell the same. He's gonna get kicked out of all the ghost parties. His attention definitely is now on Sherman and Flower Kraut. All right, anything else, Flower? Uh, nah. Okay, so he is up next, and he's going to struggle against these vines and make a baned strength, uh, actually athletics roll, try and get out. Not 20. Ah, boo! He snaps the vines. Uh, however, that it takes his entire turn. Uh, and he just kind of brings his sword back up and stares Sherman in the eye, but he's definitely kind of like side-eyeing Flower a little bit. It is Timothy's turn. How's everyone doing health-wise? I feel temporarily good. All right. I I feel okay. Okay. I got tw- 12 out of 21. All right. Then I'll just keep playing this sick power chord and cast Shatter once again. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. He makes a constitution saving throw. Yes. Bane's a four. Uh, so it brings his roll to a 12. 12 is the saving throw. All right. So he'll take half, but the tombstone takes full. All right. 3d8s coming at you. Ooh, I rolled really well on those. That's 17 damage. Oh, Ooh. man. Oh, it's a real sick power chord. I'm playing the extended version of the theme song, which you don't hear very often. Oh, my gosh. They only play this when they do the, the two-part stage play. I know, right? It's so good, and not everyone gets to hear it. There is only about half of a tombstone left, as you guys have chunked away at this thing. Um, anything else from Timothy? That is my last second level spell, so Timothy's just gonna, like, hang back and take a breather. Like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just too epic. My feather fingers can't keep up with it. Oh, yeah, wave those fingers off, buddy. <laughs> All right, Lily's up next, and she goes, Good job, Timothy. Um, I think I can get it from here. And you see her waving her staff around, and a... It's like a, not really a rift, but like almost a mirror appears above, up in the ceiling, right above Sir Leon. And you look up and you see the night sky in this mirror. And it shifts the night sky until the moon is directly above Sir Leon. And this whole column of moonbeam shoots straight down onto the top of him. That is so Final Fantasy. Oh my god. She is casting Moonbeam. <sighs> so, silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five foot radius uh, cylinder straight at within range. Creatures in the spell's area uh, are engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain. And it must make a constitution saving throw. 
Okay, so his constitution is up to 16, down to 14 because of the Bane. Lily's, oh man, she has a save of, of a 13, so he barely passes it. However, he'll take half of the radiant damage that is barreling down on him, and she rolls 2d10. That's only 9 damage, so it halves down to 4, however... You guys hear Sir Leon scream in pain. It indicates to all of you that this mofo is vulnerable to radiant damage. Is he now? All right. That was Lily's turn. It's Sherman. I think I know your game, Sir Leon. When I'm through with you, you'll tell me who you defected for. I'm going to roll to hit him with my longsword again. Okay. That is another dirty 20 to hit. That is going to hit. And, um, shocker, but I'm also going to, uh, smite him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's do, deal with the normal damage first. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, wait, hold on. This is the, his bardic inspiration. That is only normal the, the, damage, to, right? Yeah, to the normal damage. Okay. So I'm going to hold on to that in case I get hit instead. So it's, uh, 11... Longsword damage, and we'll okay. go over to the smite. Ooh, so that's 14 radiant damage on the smite. Doubled to 28 because he's <laughs> vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Sherman Jeopard, <gasps> how do you end this ghost? I bring my sword down on the chain that connects his blade to him severing his chain of whatever I'm assuming has him conscripted to this horrible, horrible thought that he was doing the right thing. You sever through his chain and it breaks with absolute ease. And he screams, No! It can't be true! All of my work, my life, my soul! You're no hero. You're just a fool. And he vaporizes. Watch the tombstone crumble into dust. As he dissolves, you see a silver pearl drop from his hilt. And it hits the ground. Oh, what's, what's this? You pick it up, and it can it feels like Tritherion, strangely enough. Oh, I smell it. <laughs> Does it smell like Tritherion? It definitely smells like bagels and cream cheese. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I have, I have an amulet of Tritherion. And I would like to try to, I guess, attach it to the amulet that I wear. So you take the, uh, the pearl and you touch it, but you don't feel like that's where this belongs. Oh, okay. And your eyes are drawn down to your own sword. What? It almost feels magnetic as you start bringing them together. And the, the pearl, the silver pearl, lodges itself right into the cross guard of your sword. Oh, wow. That's so cool, I hope. You watch as your standard issue pal longsword 
suddenly the blade begins to fold over like a coating from the, the cross guard up to the point. Sherman, your weapon is not magical, but it's silvered now. Oh. Which means that anything else that is resistant to slashing damage is no longer when you hit it with the sword. Oh. So awesome. And thinking back to your fight, though you could not tell through the you know ghostliness of Sir Leon, his sword did shimmer a little bit. Oh, yeah. Lily comes back over and she's like, I knew he was an asshole. <laughs> I, I clapped Lily on the shoulder. I, I guess you're right, huh? Yeah. Lily, that moon attack was incredible. You remind me of, oh, Sherman, what was that other play that would come into town every once in a while? Oh, I remember. It was Sailor Luna and her shipmates of power. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, you know what? What a time. Oh, was I was I supposed to yell out moonbeam power when I did that? Because I. You know what? That's yeah. all right. Because what you did was already pretty cool. Okay. Do, do I have to do like a like a little dance like you were doing? Because, I mean, it just seems so unnecessary. I suppose the dance could be optional, but the dance adds so much to it. You know, it helps get the blood flowing, get you in the right mindset. It really helps. You could hold like your your staff in kind of a cool way, like across your forehead and then spin it around oh. a little bit. Oh, kind of like this? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, she drops the staff. Oh, no, <laughs> not like that at all. Oh, I... I, I I, I, I skipped marching band, I'm sorry. Um, let me try that again. And you just see her kind of like trying to twirl the staff and it's just going so slow. <laughs> <laughs> just keep at it, Lily. Oh, uh, you you just... can get baton twirling. We're, we already suck as cheerleaders. We learned that one, but maybe you can master the baton. Yeah, I, I, I'll keep trying if you think it'll help. <laughs> so with Sir Leon banished, you guys return to the map and continue pushing it. The wall retracts and you almost slip forward because the ground below you kind of drops after a foot of, of this wall moving back. And then the wall just kind of continues on on its own. And you see this pit before you. Ow. Looking down, the wall retracts further back. You see a trench that becomes revealed. There about five feet down is the exposed phalanx green swirling magic twisting together into a chaotic pattern. Along the walls surrounding it are stone glyphs. <sighs> Here it is. And that is where we will end our episode. Wins with you, BB Army! Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you're enjoying our adventure as much as we are in creating it. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Break, Battle, and Roll, follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll. Or stop by and give us a like on the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page. Additionally, you can follow Chad Stafford at his Instagram and Twitter, at It's Chit Chad. That's I-T-S-C-H-I-T-C-H-A-D. As well as his YouTube channels, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. Janelle Wilkie on her Instagram, at Janelle.Wilkie, that's J-A-N-E-L-L-E dot W-I-L-K-E. 
Join our good buddy Dustin Bleschman as he streams on twitch.tv slash thefinaldestination. Follow his Instagram and TikTok, both at the underscore final underscore destination, and his Twitter at F-I-N-L destination. You can also find me, Aaron, on Twitter at Aarkuma. That's A-A-R-K-U-M-A. Though the four of us bring this podcast to you, it wouldn't have the same audio quality without our amazing musicians, Ben Holland and Rory O'Neill, providing our theme song and musical accompaniment. Ben can be found on SoundCloud, and you can find Rory on Twitter at Trench Roarfare. That's T-R-E-N-C-H-R-O-R-F-A-R-E. We'd also like to shout out our good friends at the Roaring D20s, another fantastic D&D podcast with DM Scott Jones. Give them a follow on their Instagram and Twitter at RD20s Podcast. That's R-D, the number two, the number zero, S, podcast. Now that you're a part of the BB Army, help spread the word. Got a friend or two that's run dry on D&D podcasts? Send them our way. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks again for listening. And now it's time for me to get back on the story arc, grab a drink, and get ready for the next adventure. Until next time.